So uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we have Alex here today and hey Josh. Hi. Uh, thanks for being on the show, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching and listening on whatever uh, platform that you do so. Uh, really appreciate having you guys here. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a couple different things. Uh, we're going to we're gonna answer some of your questions. We're going to have some uh, flight test content uh, that we're coming up here in the near future, which we're really excited about. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about some community aspects of, of flight tests and the hobby, um, and then to see kind of where it goes from there. But uh, first and foremost, we're going to answer some of your guys' questions from the uh, the Facebook post that we posted. A lot of good questions. A lot of really good questions. A lot of great ones that we really were excited about. We can't obviously answer them all every single time, well, but we do get to choose some good ones and, uh, and answer them for you. One question I just want to head off the, you know, right with the bat here. Mm-hmm. It was a star-shaped cream-filled donut with sprinkles on it, <laughs> and the icing was, I believe, uh, chocolate. Dude, so. dude, that video, if you didn't see the video, you can go check it out on our Facebook page, uh, Flight Test Facebook. It is him. We're asking people to answer questions, whatever. On purpose. I'm sorry. And he's just in the background. Don't tell him. Just have him go watch it. Oh, that's yeah. true. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for, thanks for me not putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I'll start us off real quick. Uh, our good, good old friend, Michael Finley. Yeah. Michael Finley. Hi, Mike. Love you, buddy. Uh, he says, will there be a place for flying the gremlins away from everyone so we don't interfere with the normal FPV lines? Question mark. That's a great question. That is a really good question. My guess is that that will be up to uh, the feasibility as mm-hmm. far as like the tech, the technology. And uh, I would imagine that Chris Thomas will be the mm-hmm. judge of that. Yeah. Um, if we can get something on the other side of the field and have a limit as to what your milliwatt transmitter on your gremlin can be. Because um, I, I know that at FlyFest West, we had our expo hall, mm-hmm. and I know that people were flying little FPV cars and tiny, tiny whoops, whoops yep. up there during the event, and I don't think it was causing any problems, mm-hmm. but it was a pretty good distance away from the FPV line. Right. So. Well, we got a lot of lot of room, and I think the way that they're kind of making the, the two lines here is they're going to try to have you know FPV fun flying on one side, and then the FPV drone racing on the other side. Yep. And <clears> I, I'd say fun flying, not just fixed wing, but just for people that want to have fun. And uh, the, the Gremlin's a perfect fit for that. So my guess is that will be over on the, the opposite side of the corner. And uh, I think that's one good. That's a big learning lesson here. There's there's drone racing everywhere. It was awesome. People really liked it. But um, out of the 300 people that wanted to fly FPV, only about 160 that we know of really got the opportunity. Right. Yeah. And they got to go through a lot. But that's that's still not for the people that wanted just to go cruise around the skies and fly. They had to race. Yep. And we want to we want to make sure they can do all yeah, that. Yeah, we, we want to be able to to accommodate all of you that maybe don't just want to race but just want to fly around. Yeah. Uh, so good question, Michael. Um, appreciate that, and hopefully we'll be able to get uh, all that information to you either at the event, obviously, or or before the event, yep. um, depending on how that all works out. So great question, Michael. Uh, Josh, want to go next? One? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is from uh, Dwight Suter. Uh, this is my first year of uh, coming to uh, to Flight Fest as a pilot. Um, are there places to charge batteries? Uh, what equipment or safety devices are needed? And uh, are there any do's and don'ts or etiquettes um, I should be aware of in approaching the flight line, etc.? Um, this is so cool, uh, Dave. Uh, I'm sorry, Dwight. Um, this this is really cool because Flight Fest is a perfect place to come for your first time experience mm. yep. flying. You'll never find a friendlier crew. So number one, don't be stressed. Yeah. Um, bring obviously your planes, your radios, your batteries. Uh, do we have someone manning the battery charge station this year? Um, I'm unaware of exactly who will be there. I know that we last year we had we had Venom, we had Venom yeah. last year. And I think I think High Tech. I wanted to say it, High Tech, tech? going to do it. 
I, I've heard. I, I don't know. The, the, yeah. We're going to have somebody there, I believe. Yeah. So, um, but there will be places to charge. There will be places. Like so, so basically, we, you drop off your battery, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a crew there that manages it and watches it and charges it properly. Yep. And mm-hmm. then you come back with a ticket, and then you pick it up when you're when it's ready to. <laughs> it's ready it's to like fly. a coat check, but really cool version yeah. of it. <laughs> and uh, as far as etiquette and stuff, um, really good questions here. You know, safety is number one. People first. Yes. Um, there's a couple different lines that you're going to see when you're going to flight fest, and one is for spectators not to cross. One is for pilots not to cross, and you'll see pilot stations at each flight line. Right. Um, generally, whenever you're flying in a flight line, there's going to be a beginner flight line, a main flight line, a heli flight line, a 3D flight line, etc. Um, if you're a beginner and you want to just kind of you know fly in a, in a chill environment, go to the beginner flight line, and what they do is they call something a pattern. And the pattern is where you're flying parallel to the runway, and then you do like a horse track pattern, and mm-hmm. you, you fly that back and forth. So um, everyone will generally be you know taking off and landing in one direction based on where the wind is. You follow that pattern, and you fly mm-hmm. a circuit, and you just keep flying that circuit until you're ready to land. And you know if you want to do a loop, roll, have some fun, um, you do that usually on the long uh, parallel run to the, uh, to the runway. And that keeps everyone from hitting each other. But here's, the, once again, the cool thing. Some people are really sticklers about that. The people at Flight Fest, they know that you know the whole goal is getting in the air and having mm-hmm. fun. You're going to have midairs. You're going to have that. Everyone is really great about yeah. it. Yeah. And it's also a, a sure. well-known fact that there's a lot of beginners yep. always uh, at Flight Fest. Yep. And they're always welcome. And it's kind of a fly at your own risk. That's why we <laughs> always say uh, bring the people you love and the planes you don't. Because yeah. um, chances are you'll end up flying something in a combat anyways. Mm-hmm. And yep. besides that, the only other thing I'd encourage people to do is whenever you go to get on the field, just for safety and let people know, you say on the field, yeah. and then you run on the field, and you keep your eyes up, and then generally people will kind of keep their patterns up mm-hmm. higher. You grab your plane, grab your wreckage, whatever it is, and then you say off the field when you're off, and that way they know it's you know game yeah. on again. Basic communication. Like, yeah. I would never hesitate to yell out anything uh, as long as it's something you're doing yeah. on the field. Right. Uh, low pass. If you want to do a loop, like, nobody's going to get mad yeah. at you for communicating too much. Right. Um, and especially when you go on the field that's when you definitely have to communicate um, but even when you're coming in for yeah. a landing taking off you just shout it out and just let every taking let everybody know and obviously the typical stuff like you want to fly with a spotter yeah, yeah. Um, but all of this stuff will all also be covered in our pilot meeting just yep, to yeah. give you a reminder every morning we have a pilot meeting just where we get all the pilots there together and just go over the the basic safety stuff and yep. and also get to know each other too which is cool i promise you brother you're gonna have a lot of fun yep. it's not gonna be a stressful <laughs> environment it's gonna be a great memory for you and uh look forward to meeting you yep and and that's for that that question was picked for all those new pilots that yep. will be coming to flight fest so that everybody knows and i was on the same page like you said we're gonna have a, a pilot meeting so you definitely want to be um available for that yep. um and that Always will be in the that's communicated on the uh, on the list on flightfest.com uh, you can go check it out we'll have a we'll have a list of everything going on there at the event so Make sure you're aware of that and be there uh, in that time. Yep. Alex? Uh, are we just going down the list? Yeah, we'll just go yeah. down the list. Okay. Uh, will there be any issues with possibly having too many DJI Phantom Mavic-type multi-rotors in the air at the same time? Or will there be restrictions on flying these types of things at Flight Fest <clears throat> East? Uh, I'm thinking about interference. Um, I have never had any trouble with the control link. Mm. Um, but in general, uh, regardless of how many DJI drones or whatever are in the air just in general at flight fest i've always had trouble with the video downlink it is always kind of it's not terrible like you can fly it but there have been multiple occasions both at east and west where you totally lose video for a little bit and it's just all the the radio traffic you know from all the different stuff not only dji stuff but everything so just keep that in mind um you can fly those things anytime 
Yep. My uh, advice would be to keep them away from the keep them away from the pattern flying and the and yeah. the different flight lines. The nice thing about them is you can punch them out quite a bit farther than most line of sight flyers can fly right. their planes. Um, but just keep that in mind. If you do lose signal, don't don't panic. Um, just you know keep keep it line of sight. Make sure you can see it at all times, mm-hmm. and uh, you should be you should be good. Nice thing is the the return to home, the radio link, all that stuff works pretty well from my personal experiences Um, but I I have noticed that between live streaming and just regular video recording um, I've lost video quite a bit and it's even when you have video it's pretty laggy um, even on a even on a Mavic so yeah so one thing is is definitely at Flight Fest West we saw a ton more Mavics and Phantoms up in the air at one time Uh, we'll definitely in pilots meetings and updates and announcements if we start seeing that there's like a a stepping issue where things are getting stepped on we'll let the general public know and the flyers know hey you know let's try to keep it to no more than three phantoms at a time up in the air, something like that. And and if I'm not mistaken, those do not um, have an issue with the FPV racing no. stuff, correct, right? No, so, you're not going to step on any of the analog right. FPV they, guys. They must use some good. weird alien technology. They do. I mean, <laughs> DJI that, that Mavic, I, I've never had, especially with the goggles, such a great experience flying FPV in a, in a drone. Yeah, and actually, cruising. going back to what I was saying, I do remember now um, at Flight Fest West, it was actually the first Flight Fest that I was flying a Mavic and the Mavic actually was a lot better. And the Mavic uses OcuSync. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are flying like a Phantom 4 or Phantom 3 uh, using the light bridge, um, that was the one that had a lot of breakup. So if you are okay. flying like something like that, just keep that in mind. You are probably going to have video issues. You might not. Um, but if you do lose video, just don't don't freak out. Yeah. It's right. okay. Indeed. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, that's for all those Mavic and DJI owners out there. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Thomas Walter, a.k.a. Baloo, uh, says, Will there be build tutor sessions at Flight Fest, and how or when can we register for those? By using those slashes, I basically asked four questions. I like Thank that. Thank you. Appreciate it, Baloo. You're the man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. We're yes, to all of it, things. actually. Will there be build? Yeah, many different aspects. We have two, and what we did is – is because of we had to increase camping and everything. It's it's the format's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, a flight test central, I guess you can say. Right. Instead of hundred foot tents, though, we have one hundred and forty foot tents. <laughs> so instead of a hundred hundred and eighty, we have hundred and forty and hundred and forty foot tents. So building, yes. The other cool thing about this too is uh, what we learned at Flight Fest West is giving people the ability to bring their little pop up tents. Um, keeps the build tents a lot more open. Right. And uh, so we actually are moving the runway a little bit further away, so there's room for the pop-up tents so people can have their plane stationed there, um, which will give you more room for those wanting to build. Uh, as far as uh, tutor sessions at Flight Fest and how, the beginner line is going to have lots of volunteers. Those people are great with coming down and yeah. helping people either tune, test fly, you know, troubleshoot, etc. And then um, also the uh, community cast crew, they're going to be um, leading a beginner build series. So okay. we're going to be using the FT Simple Cub, and that FT Simple Cub is going to be led by, uh, boy, Eddie Black, Ben Greenwald, yeah. Joel Cannon. Um, oh, my goodness, I'm forgetting the rest. Uh, a bunch of those a guys. A bunch of they, them. Oh, my goodness. There's, there's more than you can it. probably name at the but moment. But <laughs> that, will be, that will, will be released, I believe, within the week for a sign-up for that. So mm-hmm. please, there's, there's only a limited amount of spots. And then I thought I muted this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so Josh. so sorry. That's embarrassing. This happens every so often, um, but we love him. Yeah, um, it's all good. The, That's uh, awesome. the community cast. Uh, I'm sorry. The uh, after hours. There's going to mm-hmm. be something called, so called a build along, and it's not going to be a lead build, but a group of friends building together, mm. and that's going to be around the Bloody Baron and the Bloody Wonder. Awesome, nice. So anyone that wants to be part of that and stuff, those will be posted time wise. There's going to be signups online for the uh, for the beginner series. Great. And uh, I'm really excited to see a whole bunch of little FT Symbol Cubs flying yeah. together. That's going to be fantastic. It's going to be like the episode. Yeah. <laughs> All hey, right. Blue. 
Next one, Josh. Okay, let's see. Uh, we have Wes uh, Scheidman. Did I get that right, Scheidman? Yeah, that looks about right. All right, cool. If you guys could go back uh, to the beginning of flight test and change one thing, uh, what would it be and why? Um, deep. That's a deep question. Deep. <laughs> I think it should be a three-part question because I bet you all three of us probably have a different – because we all have three different beginnings. Probably, really. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm less I'm less in this question if I'm if in my opinion because yeah. I haven't been here really from the beginning. So here's a really cool thing: is the values and the vision of flight tests from day one has always been to you know embrace the community to enable them to get in every aspect of flight and to love on them. We love the uh, people more than planes, and the planes are a vehicle to something more special. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's something I could change about that, oh my goodness, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think I think there is a, a divine plan through every aspect and every chapter of flight tests, and I'm grateful for every one of yeah. them. So I, I think the, here's the only thing I would change is um, I'm not a fan of drama outside of the crashes and the crazy. And I think in the early days of flight tests, that level of drama was somehow seen as a, a need for success in the show. So if I was ever going to take one thing out, um, you'll notice about a year in the flight, flight test, um, we, we really focus on the relationships between friendships mm-hmm. flying together. I would say that could have been done earlier. Earlier, yeah. You know, yeah. That's the only thing I would really, really pick on is, you know, the drama's in the planes. It doesn't need to be in the people. Right. Yeah. People get enough awesome. of that in life. And I can, I can kind of expound on that a little bit more, too. And I wasn't obviously there at the very beginning, um, you know, with you and Chad. I, I came into the picture about two or three years later. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been there ever since. I think I recently just had my four-year anniversary hey. a couple months ago. Congratulations. Three months ago. <laughs> or so. So yeah, it's been a pretty awesome ride. But if I could go back to that beginning where it was you guys, I would I would change the motive of uh, starting flight tests from the beginning because if you go back and you watch, um, originally the the show was created as a show that we wanted to watch, and yeah. that you you hear uh, Chad, the founder, say that a couple different times. I that, wanted a show that I wanted to watch. Yeah, yeah. And when I, I get that, and I love watching cool videos. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but it, I feel like if we would have created the show based around what the vision has morphed into over the years from the beginning, yeah. I think we would be further along in carrying out our vision in the long run. Right. Um, so that that's one thing I, I would go back and change if I had the power to. Um, as far as uh, as far as me personally, when when I my beginning, I don't know. I it's uh, <laughs> I've been here for about four years. When when I started, we were in a garage. It was just yeah. me and Josh and, and his wife Jen, <laughs> and we, I was actually cutting planes out on the laser at that time. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe approach Adams a little bit earlier about improving the the foam board. Foam board, yeah, <laughs> nice <laughs> a little water. As a go on, there'd probably be. Uh, Less dead flight test planes. Yes. You know, a lot of flight test planes have been decommissioned <laughs> because of moisture. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, that's a, that's that's a great a really, question, Wes. Getting us uh, in our thought process mode here. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, gotta love question. that. So great one, Wes. Appreciate that. All right, uh, David, David Mif- Mifsud. Mifsud. Yeah. Hi, David. Ever think about doing an Australian tour? I that. know that we have a lot of uh, followers in mm-hmm. Australia. Um, I see it all the time in the forums. I see it all the time in YouTube and, I mean, everywhere, uh, flight test-related stuff. Uh, they all want the foam. They yeah. all want different things. But obviously, it's a massive amount to ship out there. Um, but there's also a lot of people that just want us to come out and do some episodes or just have a have a little bit of fun out there with yeah. them. Um, so, Flight Fest Australia sounds awesome. You, you know, think you think that might I, be a thing in the in the well, in the future? Twenty eighteen, our goal is still to go to Europe and do right. a flight fest Europe and in, in Germany and uh, work with the great folks at Grobner. So, um, 
you know, that's not going to be every year in Europe. What mm-hmm. our goal is is to hop around, just like with different flight fest events. You know, besides the East one, we'll probably hit the West Coast on one location or the other. Right. You know, and then and so forth. Um, so uh, I would love to get to Australia. And, mm-hmm. and as far as trying to get our foam board and our materials down, I really want people to have first the ability to scratch build anything they want. Right. Let the kits and stuff come as they need to. But um, it's amazing how that water-resistant foam board has really enabled a lot of people to get in the hobby. So we are working on that. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting distribution to Australia and pretty much anywhere that you want to get this foam, we want to make right. it happen. Yep. Uh, so lots of great announcements will probably happen within 2017 about that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, we would love to fellowship. The only thing that's scary is I see some really big spiders in Australia. <laughs> yeah, those, I mean, they're like the size of a pie plate. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Kind of they're large and in charge, and yeah. they, they can pretty much I, do a number on you. So. I would love to sh- fellowship with the Australian flight test family. That would be cool. pretty cool. Yeah, so all of you people out there uh, in New Zealand or Australia or um, around the world, we're, uh, we're looking to come out and uh, to see you yeah. at some point in time, hopefully in the near future. Um, but we will keep you updated on that because that's uh, obviously you guys are important to us. Everybody's important to us in the community. Um, but we'd love to come out and, and check out at, uh, check you guys out out there. Yeah. Um, so let's do one more, uh, Alex. Let's do uh, Timothy Mark Marcotti. I think that's his name. All right, Timothy asks, "Can you make speed build kit uh, for a giant sea duck? I want it bad." <laughs> <laughs> hey, was this was this before? Like, uh, this was before we shot yesterday. This gentleman seeing the future. Right, Holy so that's cow. and that's why I chose it. So Wowzers. Josh found my friend. All right, well, here, here's the funny thing: is we just shot uh, another Gremlin episode, <laughs> and uh, you know, on uh, on some new features with new Gremlin frames and stuff like that. And uh, we brought out my son's monster sea duck that he built. Mm-hmm. Yes. And believe it or not, it still survived, but it's incredibly saggy. Yeah, I mean, it's the saggiest <laughs> foam plane I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But it, it flew great. Yeah. Um, we had so much fun. I was like, okay, we got to kit this. Looks thing. like an old wise man. <laughs> Like, with two like, sad eyebrows, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> with like skin flapping on the top. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was, <laughs> but it still flew fantastic. So yeah. my answer is, yeah, it's like about twenty sheets of foam. Um, it's not hard to put together. You just need a big build area, and mm-hmm. it does come apart if you have a minivan or a truck. It will travel nice. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll do our best to try to kitify that. I think if we're ever going to kit a big foam plane, that's the one to kit. Yeah. You know, um, it is a good one. Though I think I think a lot of our planes would be awesome that size. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent Well, there's there's a certain reward you get with the with the big monster sea duck. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a big rubber band powered plane in the air, but you can fly it in heavy wind, light wind. It yeah. just it flies really good. So, um, yeah, look for that. Um, I want to rework it where there's lots of wood bracing so it doesn't get saggy after a year, and uh, and you know it has to it has to have some longevity to it more than right. than what you know Michael's looks like. Um, can we do one more? Yeah, because uh, this, sure. this actually was a really good question. Um, Samuel Phelps, right. um, will you be selling Gremlins and apparel through Grapner or any way uh, to get one before or of the in the UK? So basically, he's asking, you know, are we going to be able to get Gremlins and stuff uh, from Grapner? Yeah. Um, right now, I'm not sure about that, but there is a solution um, because of what you guys are, you know, giving us the opportunity with with international shipping. We are getting better rates than ever. And mm. the neat thing about the Gremlin and about the uh, apparel is it all ships first class uh, very easily. We have our best discounts ever. And look, if it's not right now, um, look in the near future for some of our international shipping to be lower than it's ever been, specifically in first class. Mm. So um, the models, when you cross over that 27-inch length, it jumps up to a whole other world. And uh, if you're buying the Mighty Minis that are 20 inches long, and you'll kind of see that, that box size, we can ship those first class. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some cheaper solutions for specifically the Gremlins. So awesome. the weird thing is, obviously, um, with Grapner, you know, their their power packs are amazing, but they're putting Grapner motors. I'm not sure if there's a relevant uh, Grapner motor to power the Gremlin. Yeah. So um, I can't <clears> imagine <throat> that they'd want to be selling Emacs motors when they're yeah. a Grapner company. You know, yeah. if they're known for their motors and stuff. So um, if if you really want one, you know, you you'll be able to ship one really cheap from the U.S. That's good. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks good for to know. Thanks for yeah. uh, updating. And then, like I said, thank you so much for your guys' questions. Obviously, yeah. uh, we want to get to those as much as possible uh, because you guys are, are why we do what we do. Um, so continue to ask. Uh, we'll yeah. continue to answer because uh, we want to hear what you guys want to hear. And so. we'll keep pulling from that list of, of questions too. I saw a lot of really good ones. Yep. I, saw, I see a couple I want to answer at least for next time too. Yep. Um, for sure. There's 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 awesome. more than we can ever answer in one podcast. Maybe we'll devote a whole podcast at some point in the near future to a question yeah. and answer, um, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, but, thank you uh, for that. But yeah, and we'll be looking for new things to do in the in in the future. And I just want to plug this because uh, we just we just uh, did some stuff earlier this morning. Um, if you have someone that you want to see on the podcast, uh, there's a forum thread that, that has just been built um, to, to allow for all of you on the forum, all of you in the community to just in one nice little area to post of who you'd like to see on this podcast. Um, so you can go there, visit the, the page, see what everybody else is talking about, see what they want to see, let us know what you want to see and who you want to hear from. Um, we're going to try to get some of those people on here. Um, so to, you know, to make it interesting, to also hear from people outside of the flight test community as well as some in, you know, experts in the industry, those kinds of things, maybe other YouTube channels, yep. all those kinds of different things. So we want to hear what you want to hear. Pilots of different yeah. kinds, exactly. 3D pilots, helipilots. That, there's so Quad many pilots. out. There's so many out there that we want to feature these people, um, and this is just a great platform to do so. Super simple. They can expound upon what they want to talk about, and you guys get a lot of information in one little setting. So we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. But yeah, go there, check it out yeah. uh, on the forum, flight test forums, uh, and, and we'll, we'll get get your info. Um, so so the first thing we want to talk about today um, is actually something that we have been kind of in the works with uh, for the about probably the best two or three weeks now, um, I got the opportunity to start chatting with uh, an individual. His name is Kevin. He's from yeah. Lugus Studios. Uh, it's either Lugus or Lugus. I can't, I've never actually asked him um, what it is. But uh, And they are actually the creators of the Liftoff Simulator. Amazing simulator. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. For those of you guys that don't know, the Liftoff Simulator, it's like a uh, FPV drone racing mini quad specific simulator. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like real flight where you can try a little bit of everything RC. This exactly. is specifically designed and focused on just mini quads. Exactly. More specifically, FPV. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think you can fly line of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually pretty cool. We, yeah. I've been playing around with it for a while. Actually, I think, I don't know if it was the same guy, but... Um, Tony Cake got yeah. us in touch with them when they first started developing it, mm-hmm. and they gave us some uh, some licenses to it way way back. I think when it was still in beta, um, and it was good then. And it, it was, was good. It was really impressive. It was time. good, but I I kind of played it for a while, enjoyed it, and then kind of I got you know went on to other things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a video gamer, so I'm always like playing different <laughs> things. Um, but recently, probably about a month or two ago, um, I reinstalled it on my computer, downloaded it off of Steam. Um, and I opened it up and it's like a completely different game or a simulator, <laughs> I guess. Like right. they have improved it so much since the first time I tried it, um, from everything to the graphics and like, uh, the gameplay, the physics and everything like that. Um, specifically the physics, the physics have, uh, really improved pretty drastically mm-hmm. to now, uh, it, 
actually kind of to, to date it when it came out seems like a long time ago but it really wasn't but the like kind of like the flagship quad when the simulator first came off was the original vortex 285 yes <laughs> the one with the yep. cylindrical booms and um which seems like that was forever ago but really it was like two years ago yeah I, november of 2015 is when the game was launched in fact i remember when we went to europe with uh with immersion which was in 2014 I remember the they prototype. they had yeah. the prototype for the original Vortex, <laughs> 3D printed, um, and now that obviously the Vortex has had multiple iterations. Right. We're even supposed to begin a FT version of the Vortex 150. Yes, that's awesome. Hopefully soon. Maybe we can, maybe we can also get that have them put it in the uh, simulator as that well. That would be super Ooh. cool. It's pretty cool. It, we, I don't know how much we can talk about it, but I'm excited about right. it. Right. <laughs> um, no, and, and that's and that's a great point. Is that you know. It, We've been talking about it at the last couple of weeks now because uh, we're actually moving forward with them to partner with them um, to bring you know some content to you guys in the future. Um, so that that's one of the big reasons why we want to talk about it on the podcast because what they do is very similar to what we do. Yeah. Uh, we take RC planes, power packs, uh, you know, RC related content. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear from the community. We can get your feedback so that we can continue to grow and we can continue to grow you, bring more people into the hobby, get as many people into the hobby as possible, beginners, doesn't matter. Um, and they essentially have the exact same motto, as it were, vision um, to do so. They, they, they literally – they need community feedback to continually update their product. Mm-hmm. And that is what they, like I was having an email conversation with Kevin and we're talking about all these different things. And he said that essentially about 80 to 90% of what they do is based on community feedback, other quad pilots, uh, different people in the industry, people who use the product. So there's actually a place on their website that you can just comment um, and give feedback. And they have like a 95% rating uh from their feedback that's very helpful and and all that stuff um so that that's something that i thought was really cool and that's why i wanted to reach out to kevin at lucas studios because it was very close to our vision yeah well i love also i mean they really took the whole experience of what someone's going to have when they fly you know a race quad Mm -hmm. right down to the static you can turn Mm -hmm. the static on and off um, but as you choose a different motor, it's a different angle. The disciplines are are real life. Yeah. You know, it's not like where um, you play a game and say, "Okay, yeah, I get the the gist of the controls." So let's jump to the real thing. You can really actually hone your skills. Yeah. You can dial in a motor that's equivalent to yours. I mean, they have name brand motors, Lumineer motors. I think they they're all spelled a little different, but they're they're tuned mm-hmm. to really give you the best experience of what mm-hmm. that that quad's going to feel like. And I really like that because that tells people what kind of experience they're going to have and gives them a level of comfort they need. To, yeah. uh, to take it on, hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I think the early days, uh, way back when we were, we started with FPV Freerider, yeah, which was kind of like an indie developer who just made like a, it had like one or two maps, and uh, it's come so far from there. And obviously, I don't think like, um, I mean, I guess knock on wood, I, one day I'm sure it will get to that point, but I. <laughs> It's going to be a long time before it's exactly the same as flying a real mini quad right. when you're outside. Right. Um, but that being said, the simulator is close enough um, that you can vastly improve, not only improve your skills, but you can totally learn how to fly on a simulator. Right. And that muscle memory, it translates almost identically yeah. into real life. The, the nice thing about um, 
simulators is I, I, I got uh, I reinstalled Liftoff about a month ago. And I've been putting in like a half hour or an hour here and there, you know, every, you know, late, late at night, stuff like that when I'm bored. <laughs> and I think I've gotten up to about 15 hours or so of playtime on, cause on Steam, it, it tells you how much you've played the game. And I'm up to about 15 hours of playtime on liftoff. And for you to get that much flight time burning real batteries outside, average batteries like three and a half minutes, it would, it, it would be. Quadruple, ten, I'd say even ten times that amount of time it would take you to get that amount right. of time on the sticks, mm-hmm. because literally you crash, um, you hit a button and you you take off again. Whereas in real life, you know you you crash or even two and a half three minutes later on a mini quad, your battery's dead. You got to land it, you got to unvelcro, you got to take that battery out, you got to put a new battery in, rebind it, arm it, and then put your goggle. You know it it adds yeah. up very yeah. very quickly. Yep. And that's not to mention if you crash, you have to go out and walk and get it. Um, so it's basically just like a turbocharged route of building that muscle memory. <laughs> right. And honestly, like, I, like no exaggeration, um, I, I've always liked chasing planes. But when it comes to just like going out and flying through trees and doing like freestyles, a lot of people call it, um, I've never really uh, been that great at it. And honestly, within the past month, because of this simulator, I'd mm-hmm. say that I, I've doubled my skills. Yeah. And I've also transitioned from uh, being thumbs to pinching. Mm. Um, and wow. not wow. to say one way is better or another, but you like just, you just really like made a lot of people sit up and a lot of people get really angry. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, here's a, here's an interesting thing. Uh, when I fly FPV mini quads, I'll pinch now, but when I fly line of sight, either quads or airplanes, I still use thumbs, which is that <laughs> doesn't funny. make any so sense. Ambidextrous. Yeah, I switch back, I switch hitter. Um, <laughs> but it really is a fast track to really hone your skills. Yeah. Um, if you have. I would recommend if you have a half hour or an hour, especially if the weather's bad, rather than trying to go out and fly in crappy weather, hop on the simulator and really just get some serious practice in it. It's a really good way to build your skills. My youngest son, Michael, um, actually, he's at work with me today, yeah. and uh, he's, he's, been flying, uh, he's been flying the quads. And, and I walked down, I'm like, where did you learn this? And he's been using my computer, and I have liftoff on it. Mm-hmm. And he practices and practices and practices. I never saw him really fly that much, right. you know. And he takes out his little race quad, and he's just going nuts with it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can see I can see where you're getting these skills from. So it's really cool to, to see how people can jump right in. But also, they're not breaking the props. They're right. not yeah. you know, blowing up the batteries and stuff. That, that will come. Yeah, and, but, and that's a good point that you make there, Josh, is that breaking props, blowing up batteries, whatever it may be. It can, it can, batteries can, can be expensive. Yeah. I mean, to, to get 15 hours, no, like they, Alex they, is saying, they are they expensive. Are expensive. <laughs> like to, <laughs> to get 15 hours, just to think, let's say you have 10 batteries at $30 a battery, yeah. right? That's, that's $300, $300, right? Plus you have 10 batteries. After you're done with those 10 batteries, you got to charge all those. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, now you're on the ground for hours, yep. right? So at least a day or, or more. And now you got to wait until all those charge. And then you're back in maybe what, two days later? Ten, yeah. ten batteries gives you about thirty-five to forty minutes of flight time. Right. So, and and a couple of things too uh, that's really cool is you can use almost any kind of transmitter, anything yeah. that you can hook up USB. Exactly right. Um, you can use on this thing. And now, using a real RC transmitter is what I would recommend. Use the closest thing to what you actually fly a real mini quad yep. with mm-hmm. if you have a mini quad. Um, but if you don't, the cool thing is you can use an Xbox controller. You can use a yeah. USB uh, gaming controller mm-hmm. if you want. And uh, it's not going to be as one-to-one as far as like when you transition into a real mini quad, but it is going to still help you build that those, muscle memory. the muscle memory. I credit to this day... 
I was able to jump in and fly FPV pretty quickly back when I was flying tricopters and, and <laughs> stuff like that. And I credit that to playing uh, Battlefield 3, flying the helicopter. Mm. Um, it's the same. It's the same controls, pretty yeah. much. Except it's kind of weird because on that game, the uh, throttle or up and down, your collective pitch on a helicopter was your triggers. Yeah. So right trigger was up <laughs> and left trigger was down. Oh, but then it, it was a little weird. Um, but one of the other things I've learned too from from just practicing on the simulator, um, a real good tip uh, that I kind of learned. Actually, Ian kind of taught me is you fly the quad on the simulator as if it were a real quad and that mm. kind of that might sound a little crazy um but it's super easy when you're in a virtual world and you're in a simulator it's super easy to just like jam on a throttle and just like do the craziest you know thing hit the craziest <laughs> gaps you could ever imagine but if you get into the mindset and you immerse yourself and you actually imagine okay this is my quad i need to, i'm gonna go burn a whole battery pack see if you can fly for three minutes without yeah. crashing but also like do some do some tricks and then so that's one one tip another good tip that i've learned too is uh go out with a purpose so um you know i've learned that going out and flying for five ten minutes and just work on doing your rolls mm-hmm. um you know just pin the stick and see if you can do a quick snap roll and come out completely level and just keep doing that and that's how you build that muscle memory yeah. another another tip is just like flying low just do mm-hmm. some real low to the ground Less than foot and a half to the ground, just high speed cruising, mm, and see how control. see how see how long you can do that, and that, yeah, build that throttle control. Um, another big tip is if you do have a real mini quad in, in real life, try to mim- match your your simulator quad settings because you can adjust all of this in in uh, the simulator. Right. Try to adjust your quad and the simulator settings to your real life quad, or vice versa. Just get them to match. So when you when you uh, transition. From one to the other, from simulator to real life, it's going to have the same feel. Yeah. yeah. So understandably so, and that and that's like I said, we we could go probably on all day of talking about this simulator and how awesome it is. Um, but we'll wait until the video comes out. Yeah. Um, we're get, they're 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 doing some cool stuff. Yes. They're they're doing some new stuff, some updates as they always do. They they're, have weekly, biweekly updates. Yes. The one coming out soon is supposedly pretty supposed to be pretty cool. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna go in depth in all yeah. of this um, way more than we're doing here on the podcast um, and you'll get to see it in, in, in live action um, not live action you'll get to see it in action <laughs> live um, on the video etc um, and so I want to I want to kind of end the segment with a with a quote that uh, that I had from Kevin from our from the email and this is just to show the vision and show why we believe in it so much and why we want to partner with them to do a video he says that I feel that this is a great example of how we evolve Liftoff. It shows our development process, how the community is involved, and how we try to improve the game on a constant basis. This development process and the involvement of the community is as much part of the DNA of Liftoff as the actual features and content of the software. So cool. That's a that's a president of a company who's doing this Liftoff simulator. Obviously, it's it's a paid simulator. It's twenty dollars, you know, which is not anything at all, especially with the the benefits you yeah. get from it. Um, but he believes in it so much that it's, he realizes it's bigger than himself. Yeah. Just like flight test is bigger than any one of us. Mm -hmm. This game is bigger than him. It's the community that, that make it happen. So that's, that's such a huge deal for me and for us here at flight test. That's why we want to partner with this. Yeah. And it's really rare. This, this vision and that discipline is not shared over over everyone in the industry. Right. And, uh, we really want to celebrate people 
that really get it. Exactly. And so just to let you guys know, there'll be a link down below. You can go check that out. Um, they are having, just one little plug here, they are having a summer sale actually right now going on. I think it's 15 or 20% off. Uh, but the end, it ends July 5th. So go and grab it. It's going to be like... All kinds of crazy deals on Steam. Yeah. In- including, awesome. including liftoff. Yeah, awesome stuff. So go and check that out. We'll have links below. Um, that does end July 5th. So if you're looking to get it, you can get a little cheaper. and It'll be a lot of fun. So and it's already cheap in general. So, um, you know, what I want to do to end today's uh, podcast, to be honest with you, is is to, to showcase, like we do all the time, the, the community. And the thing that we're going to talk about is actually a, an awesome little tidbit of of info um, called the mentor nomination thread and I believe I'm not mistaken and I don't have to check again but I believe it was started by Fred who is one of our moderators uh, he's he's such a great guy he's a fantastic guy and there's a lot of people on the the forums Flying Monkey by the way yes Flying Monkey indeed he will not be at Flight Fest just so you guys know we talked about it last podcast unfortunately he's going to try to get the next one but it is what it is Uh, maybe he'll come to the south one We'll South see. one, there's no excuses, Fred. Right, yes. Yeah, no, you heard it here first, buddy. Fred. Um, so so what, what this nomination... We haven't announced the South one yet. I mean, if we have a South <laughs> one, we're coming to you, buddy. <laughs> Love it. Oh, we don't edit these, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. No, it's all over. Um, so if we have a, if we have a South. Uh, so the mentor nomination thread started by Fred. Essentially, the, the, the way it works is you go on there and you nominate the people on the forum that either helped you get into the hobby, maybe answered your first question, maybe answered a bunch of your questions, someone who has kind of walked alongside you. A friend on a field. Exactly. And yeah. maybe it's not even a beginner. Maybe it's you've been in the hobby for a long time and you just had a lot of these maybe crazy questions about quads or about planes and you're trying to get more experienced and there's these people that have just helped you along the way yeah. that have long walked alongside you. They want you to nominate them and then they're going to actually elevate them to a new color i guess it would be so that they're now a mentor so you know who are those mentors um, so they're like either in blue or in green or whatever um and so what i love about this is that fred and and a lot of the guys on the, the moderators on the community uh forums have realized that there are people that need to be recognized which is awesome really cool mm-hmm. but it's not about the recognition it's about bringing people alongside each other to allow them to have a good experience in the hobby yeah. and to allow them to answer questions when we know sometimes this hobby can be hard to be approached well, because of all the technical information that's involved. It's been our biggest start with flight tests is getting people in the hobby in a fun and creative way. Well, I also think that's part of the reason why we've had the success that we've had yeah. is because of how unapproachable the hobby's yeah. always been. Um, and with the power of the internet, yeah. um, we've been able to help people get into the hobby. The exactly. hobby's been around for a hundred years. Yep. More, you know, even more, more than that, people have been models and trying to make them fly for right. a long, long time now. And uh, it wasn't until recently, I'd say within the past like ten years, uh, it keeps getting more and more approachable, rather mm-hmm. than the other way around, which is pretty yeah. cool. Agreed. And, and ironically, it's more and more approachable with things that didn't exist within the hobby industry. Yeah. You know, electronics, the gyros, the yep. technology. Um, the mentors, and this is what I really love about this, is you know, um, oftentimes in forums and everything, moderators are kind of like the head honchos. Mm-hmm. Uh, with flight tests, we want to really showcase the servants. Um, right. That's where our heart is and stuff. Uh, there's talent. You know, people that are talented are great, but unless you're investing that talent and enabling other people to have a good experience, 
it's just self-absorbed, yeah, you know. Kind of so, and I don't mean to. Say, I hope that doesn't sound provocative, but I hope people hear my heart in this. Um, we really want to showcase that people have a passion for enabling other people to get in the hobby and to do something positive in their life. Right. And this thread is a perfect avenue to do that. Exactly. Now, that being said, all of our moderators on our forums and, and, and across flight test are the best people They're fantastic. in the world. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. So, I'm definitely not making any dig. But if you generally go into you know internet culture, um, there's kind of like a separatist group. You know, what I mean, of people have gotten there. Um, it's a hierarchy. A hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the perfect opportunity to really just thank the people that are actually making pilots mm-hmm. within the forums. And yeah. oftentimes what you're going to find is most of them are the moderators. Right. Yeah. Which is really they, cool. they, our moderators uh, are also mentors. Yes. Whether, whether, whether you like it or not, they are, they are more, more, more a mentor yeah. more often than a moderator, yeah. um, which is really great to see. So go and check it out. Go and give that, that forum thread some love. Nominate the people that have helped you get it because we want to know. I, I read those. We mm-hmm. see those. Let the moderators know. Let everybody in the forum knows who has helped you and why they've helped you. And uh, and now, to be honest with you, that just grows the, the culture to where now you're now able to help yeah. others. You're yep. So it's a, it's a ripple effect. People. It's a domino effect. So go and, go and uh, participate in that because we want to know who really has been – innovative as well as inclusive to as many people as we possibly can be um so everybody that are nominated thank you so much everybody that's yeah. been nominating thank you so much mm-hmm. the moderators everybody on the, the forum family you guys have been fantastic so thank you for all that you do for us and and the community um because i wanted to bring light to that because that's just it's an integral part of what we do absolutely um so yeah so as far as that's concerned alex and uh josh thank you Thanks so much for, for being us. here yeah. thank you. Uh, community and and people watching thank you so much for watching really appreciate it um also if you have not subscribed yet, please consider doing so. We obviously have a whole lot of content every single, almost every single day of the week, um, at, almost at this point. But uh, we want to let you know that there's other content besides podcasts, and there's vlogs, there's there's episodes. So go and check that out. Uh, hit the notification button to uh, be notified of that. And uh, we will, guys, we will yeah, see you guys. Real quick, dude, yes. that, that's just for people on YouTube. Uh, right. for, for normal podcast listeners who are mm-hmm. listening to on your phone, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or, mm-hmm. or Google Play. Yeah. That yeah. helps us out so much. It, Good or bad review. Let it. We want to hear what you think. Exactly. Um, and that will actually help other people find our podcast. So okay. thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see, we'll you, see later. you guys next time. time. Deuces.